Hey everyone, welcome to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast, episode 37. We're gonna talk about the elusive credit score. Hey everyone, welcome again, and Santa, thank you for being here. Today in this podcast, we are gonna talk about that elusive thing I talked about, credit score. For sure. What it is, how it affects us, and all of the stuff that involves in our life on the credit score. It's amazing. That is about as important to an individual's financial situation as anything else. Probably more important than even the income that you make. Because you sure. can make a lot of income, but if you don't have a good credit score, you know, you got to pay cash for everything, right? Yeah. But you could not, you could be in a position where you don't make as much income, have a great score, and borrow because mm -hmm. you're a good credit risk, right? Absolutely. So let's get into this, you know, really, what is a credit score? Let's kind of break that down. What yeah, is yeah, yeah. Um, so there's three different credit reporting bureaus. So there's Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And they all weigh things a little bit differently. So in the mortgage world, we're pulling from all three credit bureaus. Um, and your credit, like, so the credit score is designed to give a lender a risk rating and kind of evaluate how you've paid your bills in the past and the present and what we can expect to see from you as far as making a payment in the future. So if we're going to lend you hundreds of thousands of dollars, we want to be comfortable that you have a history of making your payments on time that you just don't say, eh, I'm not going to pay my bills. Um, so there's, there's so much that goes into it. And like I said, all three bureaus weigh things a little bit differently. And there's also different scorecards. Um, so mortgage scorecard is going to weigh differently than how an auto scorecard necessarily pulls. And oftentimes with an auto loan or credit card, any other type of financing, they're only going to pull one credit bureau. Um, we pull all three and we choose the middle score is what we go off of. So your middle score, if you have a 600, a 650, and a 700, we're using that 650 as your, your qualifying score. Um, gosh, there's so much about credit. Basically, there's three main buckets also that kind of make your score. Those buckets are how you pay your bills, whether you pay them on time, your utilization of revolving credit, and then also how long you've had a credit history. So those three things combined make up your credit score. Okay, so it's kind of a snapshot of your risk, mm -hmm. right? 100%. Okay, so if you, let's say, make payments on a regular basis and you're not what we call overextended, mm -hmm and you have a reasonable amount of income, you should be a, a, a pretty good lending risk. For sure. So what would affect that credit score or even more, my ability to borrow money? So uh, having not paying bills, so having collection accounts. Okay. Um, paying your bills late. So a five, five days late is not going to report on the credit report. If you're 30 days late, that's going to report on the credit report. So it's going to show us whether you make your payments 30, 60, 90 days late, 
or if they've gone into collections. Um, so we see basically for the past seven years, anything that's been reported to the credit bureaus, we're going to see how you've made that payment. Right now, it's a little bit weird with mortgage payments because the mortgage they're not reporting to the credit bureaus how they used to because of COVID. So we have to take an extra measure and get a verification of payments on your mortgage when you're getting a new one now from the from the current mortgage holder. Okay, so you actually seek out the entity that was supposed to receive the payments, correct? Mm-hmm. And it's what we call a supplement, yeah. Okay, so um, affecting my, my credit score, what if I switch jobs uh, on a regular basis? Let's say that one day I'm working as a carpenter and six months later, I go to work as a short order cook. And six months later, I'm, um, you know, running for political office. <laughs> sure. That shouldn't affect your credit score. Okay. Um, as long as you pay your bill, right? right? So if you are not paying your your bills during that time frame, that could affect your credit score. Um, the other things that, I mean, so having a... a job history that you have multiple jobs, that's something that affects your risk as as lending is looking at it, but it doesn't have much to do with the credit score itself. Um, the other things that are going to affect your credit score is like revolving credit utilization. So essentially credit cards or any line of credit that is continuous revolving that is not set on installment payments. Um, so if you have ideally want to be under 30% utilization on revolving credit, if you're higher than that is going to have an effect on your score. If you're significantly lower, if you have no no revolving debt, that impacts your score as well. So you want to have well-rounded credit where you have installment loans and revolving credit. Okay. So what's the difference between an installment and a revolving? Give me two real easy examples so like somebody not as smart as I am could understand <laughs> it. Um, so revolving would be like a credit card. Installment would be like an auto loan where you have a set payment that's scheduled every month for the same amount. Um, you can't go and say, I want to borrow more on my auto loan. You know, you it's set. It's it's fixed and it's it's continuous. So revolving then is like open. It's open. an open. So line. you could increase the amount that you owe or decrease it. Right. On at, at any different fluctuation. Whereas in an automobile, you are hopefully decreasing it every time you're making the payment, right. but you're not increasing it. Right. And okay. so revolving is so important because that helps us see your responsibility, right? So whether you're responsible to not have five credit cards that are all maxed out. So if you can use those credit lines in a healthy way that shows that you are not over leveraged, like you said before, Mm -hmm. then that helps us understand that you're, you know, financially you're making sound decisions. So if I have a credit card and um, let's just make make it up that it's $10,000 limit Mm -hmm. and I got $9,500 charged on it, but I'm making those monthly payments. They say your minimum payment is $100 and I make that $100 month after month after month. Is that help my credit score or is having such a large balance uh, like a deterrent for for my ability to be able to borrow? So as a lender, I'm not going to necessarily specifically look at that one credit card, but that one credit card could significantly affect your credit score. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
So yes and no, right? If making that payment every single month is definitely helping your payment history, but having the high utilization is hurting your credit score overall. So, so explain you, I'm sorry for interrupting, but mm -hmm. explain utilization. What does that mean? Utilization is how much is used of that $10,000 limit. Okay. So your, you, your utilization essentially in your scenario would be 9,500 or 9,500 of a $10,000 limit. So 95%. So it's huge. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a tight, it's, it's, not ideal, right? However, there's so many pieces of credit where like if everything else is really good, that 95% utilization may not have as big of an impact on somebody's score at, like if they've made their payments regularly all the time. So overall, they have great credit and then they have one card that's got high utilization. They may not have the same impact to their score as somebody who has collection accounts and late payments and high utilization, it's going to imp impact their score so much more than it would impact somebody who has a good credit history. Okay. So is, is the percentage of interest that you pay on a credit card, does that affect your credit score at all? No, it doesn't. It really just affects your ability, your your repayment of it, okay. right? So how much your your payment is and how much of that is actually paying down your credit card. So if somebody has like a six and a half percent credit card and somebody's got an 18% credit card, it it's not a reflection of their credit per se. Well, it could be a reflection of when the card was taken out and what was happening in the industry. It would, it may be a reflection on what their credit score was when they got that card. So I can't speak for credit card companies and mm -hmm. how they, how they determine credit scores, but if it's, my assumption would be that it's similar, you know, that that it's risk rating. So if your credit score is lower, you might have a higher interest rate. So they, a lot of credit companies have tiers and things like that. So I've heard that your credit score can not only affect your uh, lendability, whether you're wanting to borrow for a car or you want to borrow for a house, but also like insurance rates and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And also something I can't really speak on that much because no. it's not my expertise, but I, I know that they, the insurance companies, I think they do like a soft credit poll and they take a look, I mean, as do employers. As do, I mean, I have a background check that's done for me to be in lending, right? Yeah. And to be employed. And I'm sure they also do a credit report as well. A lot of times um, landlords will pull credit too. For so sure. you may not be buying a house, but you may be renting, but your credit score may impact whether or not you're able to get that uh, house. The rental, yeah. yeah. And right now in this, we're in such a competitive rental market that that's huge, right? Yeah. So so how do I, you know, as, as a millennial who's never really bought anything per se of significance, how do I find out what my credit score is? And you know, if it's low, what can I do to make it better? There's one thing I want to touch on before we go into that okay. is the other part. The third part of this is going to be your credit history, like your length of history. So oh, okay. how long you've had credit for. So a lot of people, they'll pay off a credit card and they'll close that credit card. And that shortens your credit history. So that can actually hurt you. So the longer your history is, the better your payment history is, the less utilization you have, the stronger your credit score is going to be. So those three things are all very important when it comes to your actual rating. So we can't forget about having credit, a history of credit. So okay. your length, your time frame. So if I had, let's say, a Macy's credit card, okay, and um, I'm not really using it, 
but there's a $5 a year, a $5 a month charge, and I just want to get rid of that. Um, that's not such a good thing. Well, you know, it depends. If you if that's your longest open credit card that you've had, uh-huh. it could hurt you a little bit to close it. Um, now, a lot of those store cards are going to automatically close if they're not used within so many days. But okay. like your regular credit cards, like your big bank credit cards are not big bank credit cards, but you know, those things, if you've had them open and then you pay them off and you close them and then you open a new one, your credit history is shortening. So it's better to just keep the one, like I opened my first credit card when I was 18 years old. I still so like have. like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but I still have that same credit card. And it's my main credit card that I'll, I will never close that credit card ever because that's my longest history credit card. Hey, everyone. We want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Now, let's get you back to the podcast. Excellent. So, uh, how, again, let's go back to the question. Sorry. How do I, no, that's fine. <laughs> how do I find out about my credit? And, and then if I do find out my credit and there's some things on there that maybe aren't true, how do I take care of that? So you're actually entitled to a free credit report each year um, from the credit bureaus. We'll have to, we'll find it and we'll yeah, put it, we'll Google put it in the links. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Google well, well, knows everything, right? But don't Google it like that because I feel like you're going to come up with all kinds of different, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but yes, essentially there are so many, there's apps. You, most of your credit cards will give you some kind of credit score. Um, like I said, though, they're different. Like the way Credit Karma scores is not the same as what the mortgage scorecard looks like. Um, and it's going to be a different score. And oftentimes Credit Karma is going to show something much more inflated than what your actual FICO score is. So you have to take those kind of reporting, those reports with a grain of salt, um, because it it may not be accurate as far as what your score is, but it should be accurate as to what is reporting on your credit. So if you have collections, if you've made a late payment, things like that, that's going to be accurate. So I with my clients that are working on their credit or working on, on growing it and building it and getting it better to qualify or to get a better risk rating, Uh um, then we, I, I advise them to keep monitor your credit karma. Let me know when this collection account is gone. Tell me when your balance has updated so that I can pull a new credit report because if their utilization is high and I say, Hey, pay this credit card down to a hundred dollars instead of 500 right now. So pay it down to a hundred. Let me know when it reflects and I'll do a new credit pull. Reflects means when they report it. Right. And so that typically happens. Everybody reports differently at um, different times, you know, so they'll, and most of the time it's when their statement cycle cuts. So okay. if you have seven credit cards, they probably don't all, they're not all going to show up on the bureaus at the same time. But about once a month, they all report, right? When the statement cuts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So um, let's say I find something that's uh, not true on my credit report. Mm-hmm. How do I deal with that? Dispute it. Dispute it. And how you go about doing that? Do it the credit um, card company or with the reporting company? You can do it a couple of different ways. So, There's every bureau, like I said, there's the TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. They all have, and not always is that mistake going to be on all three bureaus. So you'll want to know who it's reflecting on and dispute it with that bureau specifically. You can also 
go to the creditor and dispute with them. Oftentimes, if it's a collection account, though, it's not going to be with that creditor anymore. It's going to move on to somebody else. And then that collection company, you can try negotiating with them or trying to get it removed. Um, but disputing is is a good way to go to get rid of it um, if, it's, if it's actually false, right? Yeah. So would most loan officers who are working with somebody who wants to buy a house, are, you think they'd be able to... Um, and I hate to use this term, lead the uh, the buyer to some place that could help them correct their credit. Most loan officers For should sure. have that. For yeah. sure, yeah. I mean, we, you know, just the same as you get solicitations from everybody, right? Like right. everybody's got their, their niche, their person that they go to to uh, get business from. And so I get a lot of calls from different credit repair companies. I have two that I like to work with. Um, if it's outside of what I can offer, because I can also do some work on their credit and, and tell them exactly what to do, depending on the extent of how bad I can't dispute things for you. You know what I mean? I can't go that far, but I can tell you, hey, pay this balance down, do this, do that. Call to see if you can get this removed. If you dispute these items and this happens, you know, then here's what I can expect your credit to look like. Um, but it's obviously it's no guarantee. It's all an algorithm. There's all some kind of scale and, okay. you know, the little minions back there that decide what, <laughs> how, to, how to make up your credit score. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of our podcast today on credit scores. And if you have any questions about what you heard today, please get a hold of Sienna. And how can they get a hold of you, Sienna? You can call me at 520-820-0560. All right. Thank you again, Sienna. I appreciate it. And everybody, until our next podcast which is going to be about mortgage brokers and loan officers. Ooh. America, stay safe. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the U.S. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you.